Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hey, new phone, who dis? It's already hot. You don't go silent when we need you. Now bring us a figgy pudding. Now bring figgy pudding. No, figgy pudding. It's made with figs. Oh, so Here's a nom and asshole. That is a meaty tuck. A meaty, meaty tuck. Oh, I had I had fireball come out my nose. Hello, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Ben, your sunshine in the Gotham, and I just happen to be the youngest of the three. Um, Jake, I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week, except for special episodes like today. And I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. Thanks for tuning back into the Brotherhood of Batman podcast. We are three brothers who read Batman books in somewhat of continuity order, watch movies, read other Batman DC Universe items, and just have a lot of fun. Uh, Like Jake said, we normally do continuity, but this time we are bringing you Batman Catwoman number eight, which is currently out on stands. This is the Tom King current run of our good friend Bruce and Selena. And Andrea at sometimes. So this is a uh, t- number eight, and it's Tom King and art by Liam Sharp this time. And we pick up with all our storylines that we've left off on. Do we? Because it felt like we picked up on a bunch of storylines that I don't remember at all, and I had no freaking <laughs> idea what was happening the entire issue. <laughs> I 100% agree. I actually, before this recording, like, so we're maybe like what two weeks after we picked up the issue. Uh, actually getting to our review and I, I I was planning on rereading it like I always do um but I actually had to go back and read the one prior to this as well because I did not remember I remember being confused right after I read eight I'm like I better read seven again and I'm still confused after reading seven and eight mm-hmm. back to back again uh I think they well, introduced us to some plots that have not uh I I think you're I think you're right in the the Joker Andrea Phantasm plot line, because but that does pick up with when Selena is talking at the end of seven um, about being double crossed by the Joker said something to Andrea and then she vanished with him in a puff of smoke. This is that storyline. This is where that plays in. We don't know all the details of John and who this guy is and uh-huh. Covington and his family and how that all ties into who may or may not have been Andrea's son. Um, so that's kind of like flipping that storyline, uh, kind of taking us further in. So I'm imagining that, you know, there'll be some backstory to that in, you know, nine or ten. Now, yeah. hold on just a moment. So her son, sure, that's a thing. But then the son has a brother. And who is the chopped up body in the tree? I'm... That's the Joker. Yeah. that. Yeah. That's the Joker that Selena. Selena stole from the morgue. Yeah. Selena put the Joker in the tree. She dismembered. Yes. At least that's how I read it. She dismembered him and hung him in the Christmas tree. Uh, I guess that makes sense because you got Helena being like with mother. Him. Yeah. And her and Dick are looking up at the tree. Okay, well, that was something I did not need to see. Um, 
is well, this I still think... written by Tom King? Because yeah, yeah. it did not sound the same. It didn't feel the same. Maybe he knew you were after him then. So he's trying to, <laughs> he's he's trying to change his custody. <laughs> <laughs> he ran off. Um, also, Liam Sharp. Liam, I'm sure you're a lovely person, but your last name is very misleading because this artwork is anything but sharp. Um, <laughs> I've got more, you guys. I've got more. We're waiting. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that, that was oh. it, basically. Uh, yeah, so this is the second issue done by Liam, right? We had the first six issues done by Claymon, and then we switch. And I, I guess, you know, I looked at the solicitations for issue nine. Uh, Liam Sharp is still on as main artist. And so I guess maybe the second half of this um, 12 issue run is going to be by him, which I think maybe after a few issues we might get used to reading. But I agree, Ben. I, I think his his take is just not as clear. It's not yeah. as uh, crisp agree. as... Mon was, and I, I think they're, at least for me, in my superhero DC and Marvel storytelling, I like the, I mean, Batman isn't very colorful, but I like the clear, descriptive storytelling that DC and Marvel comics usually have. This is something a little bit more independent feeling, a little bit more mm-hmm. um, one-shotty, and I just, it just hard for me to get into it it really is well from a from a a artistic perspective like i want to see what tom king's scripts look like because claymon apparently was taking a lot of artistic liberty with how like the panels were laid out and stuff because not trying to be funny or rude but i felt like the artistic choices in this issue were lazy and uninspired like the last, the last panel when andrea is getting choked out by a necklace i'm like this is not like drawn in an interesting way it's yeah. just very straight on mm-hmm. there was no like little cut panel of her eyes rolling back there was no like beads falling off the necklace like it just seemed very like first time artist getting their hands on a script and drawing the first thing they think of mm-hmm. and maybe well, that's being super harsh yeah no i can see what you're saying and i'm looking at the last panel now and it, it kind of came on very sudden with uh, Joker choking her. And so, like, the it could have gone, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. It could have gone a different way with, like, showing a little more um, details along with, the like, the beads or the wires from, the, I think it's the lights from the tree that he's mm. using to choke. Like, you could have one of those popping or something or mm-hmm. have some kind of, like, little more flair than the three people staring at Joker and Andrea as he chokes her out, like. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of zooming in and out. There wasn't a uh, forced perspective or leading your eye really through the panels. I I found myself on almost all the pages just being a little bit lost on where I'm supposed to be looking. Like, what is the point of interest here? Um, and I think when you have maybe a little bit more practiced, a little bit more polished artist they know how to guide you through the page of a comic. And I, I think I, I have not, I don't know Liam Sharp's uh, repertoire. I don't know his, 
his catalog of stuff that he's done. So I, I feel bad commenting that it seems a little amateur, but I do agree, Ben. I, I think it's a little bit unpracticed, or at least that's how it feels. Yeah, and there's a, there's a few more examples of that, Ben, I think. Like when you look at a bunch of the pages in here, they're like nine, ten rectangle panels. Mm-hmm. Um, but three, like the top three, the middle three and the bottom three are all one like image or one scene that's just broken up by some black bars, which, you know, kind of doesn't show a lot of that, that motion or mm-hmm. it just kind of is unnecessary or just, yeah, I think I kind of, Oh, see the this. page with Selena. I see. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. And also like when she's battling, um, Bruce on, on the rooftop or whatever, there's a couple where it's just broken up like that, which I'm not sure. Mm-hmm design are they trying to like force you thinking it's bars that somebody's going to be back behind jail i don't know and that's all i could think of was maybe yeah. that's interesting and, and I maybe know. it's maybe i'm just dumb or i don't know maybe I'm, I'm not a polished comic book reader but like i find when you have a, a story that the complexity of the storytelling technique is, you know we're jumping back and forth all over the place in the timeline with this inside every issue mm-hmm when the when it's not clear to read i i fall out of being able to follow it which makes me lose interest very rapidly like i begrudgingly finished the issue the first time i enjoyed it much more the second time but like this is the first issue where i'm like i don't know like i if i really care about this story anymore and that was disappointing. That was that was kind of a low point. And I mean, we're on what was this eight? Yeah, so eight issues of great, and then kind of meh for me today. Yeah. Well, part of it is the fact that it's taking so long to get them out. Like the mm-hmm. speed of reading is lost. Like kind of like what you were saying, but then also the artist shift. And it's I, I really to be well, nice to Liam for a second. I, I don't even think his art is bad. It's just so different, and it mm-hmm. doesn't flow with the storytelling that we were used to. So that's, for me, the problem. How much of that do you think is attributed that we're reading something brand new as it comes out, and we're super analyzing it based on things we've read, whereas everything else we've read, including, like, you know, we're reading uh, Underworld Unleashed next week, which is like an eight-issue trade, and we're zooming through that, you know, in a couple hours that you're reading it, whereas this, we've got months in between. Yeah. I think that has a lot to play with how we're doing it. My only argument to that is me personally, I always read, like, I'm not a trade paperback person as Mm -hmm. much as you two. I'm always about the month to month, and I can't read or watch something without analyzing it, even if I'm Mm -hmm. not, like, actually going to talk about it on a podcast i still think about things that way and there are plenty of stories um next week in geek i will get into one of them but there's plenty of stories that i think do a better job for me personally um but those are also you know they are consistently coming out every month whereas this is Mm -hmm. like okay three months without one and then two in like a matter of six weeks like it's just very inconsistent yeah yeah I, I will definitely, uh, this is, you know, I guess, jumping around towards the review end of things. I'll definitely be picking it up for the rest of the run. I mean, there's four issues left. Um, and then I'm assuming they'll probably release it as two individual trades and then maybe one, like, nice collected one at the end. Like, maybe a graphic novel or a hardback bound um, trade. Mm-hmm. And I, I will be very interested to see 
to read it straight through again and maybe give it a while after we've done our review, maybe sit back for a year or so and then come back and read and see how it flows when the whole thing is finished. Like, am I, mm-hmm. am I, I think Aaron, what you're saying, like, am I analyzing it too much? Do I have too much that I'm anticipating happening? Do have I put too much into it because we're doing these deep dive reviews on a single 20 page right. comic that maybe I need to step back and just in, absorb it all at once. Like I normally do with my comic reading. And so I will be mm-hmm. doing that sometime, but uh, let's jump into a little bit of the individual storylines so that we keep everybody on track on how we're feeling about where things are headed. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. What is figgy pudding? <laughs> it's pudding. It's made out of pig. <laughs> oh, that does make sense, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It must there be were, some kind of thing made out of figs. There were moments I enjoyed. Like, that line was funny. There, there's, I do think Tom King is very talented, and there were moments that stuck out to me. Um, one thing, though, unrelated to the art and the way we're reading it that did really bother me is they're... Batman and Catwoman are both in their costumes, and there's a scene where Selina calls him Bruce Wayne loudly from across an alleyway. <laughs> and I'm like, you would not do that because there could be anybody in that alley or with their window open or whatever. I was like, there is no way she's outing him like that. <laughs> but that's well, funny. and he, he corrects her and goes, Selina! An exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> no! Well, I mean, they, you know, she's trying to hurt him right then. Like, she's trying to get him to realize what he's doing to her by his, con- she perceives him writing her for information about the Joker, quite literally writing her for information about the Joker, um, <laughs> as a stealing any kind of individuality that she's able to hold on to, right? If they're going to have a relationship but he, she has to tell him everything that she does with her villain friends that she doesn't want right. to deal with that. And I, I get her point of view, but I also get Batman's. Like he's a mass murderer. <laughs> like you know where he is. Like it's not the right thing to do to not you know turn him in. So right, exactly, exactly. She's who she is, though, and he doesn't need to be with her. Like, if she has, like, if I'm a superhero, I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone who has villain friends. Like, just take that out of the equation, Bruce. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a toxic relationship to be in when you're a vigilante, because because all of Bruce's choices are healthy, right? Right, right. (laughs) So they're going in. So they're arguing at the same time, right? But then they're chasing. this tracker that the Joker has on him or that they thought they put on the Joker, right? Yes. Uh, he injected it into his thigh or something. But then it's some random dude who the Joker, like, cut his throat and shoved the tracker in him. And Selena, I did like the Selena's kind of reaction to that where Bruce is, like, or Batman's going to, like, save him. And I've got you. I've got to do it. And she's just like, ugh, fine. And then she starts singing and blah, blah, blah. Well, Bruce like struggles to bring this dead guy up and <laughs> I love how she calls him out on you're honestly the world's greatest detective <laughs> I thought that I thought some of the dialogue in here was really good um, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's kind of hit or miss on some of it like 
how did the, there's just like a throwaway on he injected him with a tracker. When did that happen? Do right. we ever see that? Do we right? And why? Like we, I don't know that we know when they're chasing him in that scene, right? Like it's not after he and Phantasm escaped because she opened up Selena, right? We haven't seen the mm-hmm. outcome of that. Like Selena in that timeline is in the cave bleeding in front of Batman. Oh yeah. Um, and so this was, or are we just assuming time has passed and she's like healed her wounds or I, I don't think so. I don't, I honestly don't. That's where I was getting confused because then you have, you have the scenes of them, uh, having their intimate moments, but then fighting in the alleyway and then they're tracking this guy to the bridge. But then we Mm -hmm. see like they made another timeline. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, are we now in, they might have, yeah. Just another time where they're having this discussion about her dealings with Joker, like, and at this point in the in the last third of the story, we don't need another timeline. Like, we need things to start condensing, not expanding or being mm-hmm. more confusing. So, I thought it was starting to condense, kind of in like issue six, and now it seems like we've kind of stepped back from that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, issue six was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so in the future, we already talked about the Christmas tree. Uh, so in the future, uh, Selena has escaped, and uh, Helena and uh, Dick are on Dick. are on GCPD headquarters talking about how they're going to find her. And <laughs> Helena or Helena, however you say it, she's like, you know, honestly, she's just an old lady that complains about her back all the time and yeah. Like, yeah no clearly clearly she's not just an old lady but then so why does she chop him up and put him in a christmas tree what is that doing other than making her look absolutely bonkers is she worried she's she gonna come says, back to life she says something about but you know what it turns out i'm not like bruce at all um and just like father he's no idea what he's supposed to do with you you know you see i know exactly where you belong so i took it as her giving that to gotham right like how much has the joker taken away from gotham city and now Mm. they've brought his body back she's gonna put it on display and be like you are now finally and without a doubt free of this maniac and yeah, but I've the trauma that. that's going to cause people seeing that. Well, no, she's it a... was bonkers. <laughs> it was a get. It was a shock value moment that yeah. Tom King thought would be cool, and I I didn't even catch it. I was just like, "Who's that body?" Like it was because it made no sense in my personal brain that Selena Kyle would shop up so you the, the joke. Huh? I guess I missed the joke. Maybe, and, yeah. and it's a black label, so it's it's dark and it's adult and it's trying to be all shocky and dirty. But I'm just like, I don't know. Selena Kyle does not need to be chopping him up and putting him in a tree. Maybe For she, my fantasy. Maybe she but. didn't. <laughs> maybe we'll find out that it wasn't her hand that... that it was clearly that. her, apparently, according to you two. <laughs> I didn't... I don't know. I don't so know. So why was, why was the Joker uh, so fixated on eating people? Did you catch that? Yeah, multiple uh, lines of this book. He's like, "Oh, I ate him, and I'm gonna eat him." And I'm like, "Girl, boy, calm down. Like, what are you?" Doing? I don't know. That was very odd. I think his motives change in almost every issue about how he wants to torture people or drive them crazy. And I think mm. that was just the choices here that he is the psychotic mind was making. It's like, "Oh, today I'm gonna eat people." So 
and I'll talk about how many. Well, his, his eyes, his eyes while he's in the Christmas suit. I think the art there is it's an interesting choice. I did like on that. like, like I I didn't hate it, um, but it was definitely like we're showing. I thought it was too like literally he's crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> let's show him in the Santa suit with these like red spirally demon eyes. We already. Everyone knows the Joker's like demonic. He knows he's the worst of the worst. Like right. I don't know if we need to set him up to. I mean, he looks kind of crazy in a Santa suit. I'm give him that, but <laughs> um, I don't know if we needed to go that far. Off, it's but. scarier if he looks like a regular guy with clown makeup on. I think. Uh huh. Yeah, but, that's fair. Uh, um, he did give Selena an origin story, which I did kind of enjoy because he's always telling people different origin stories. And she's like, hey, can I ask you a question? And he's like, oh, I thought you'd never ask. And then he just goes into the Superman origin story being his own, which Aaron then ends with him eating people because I don't right. know. Um, so I, I kind of thought that was interesting that they were like, OK, he'll, he'll tell her one because maybe she's never gotten one from him. So, And so the, the big cliffhanger that they end on. So we find out. So they go to this house. These Is it the Cunninghams? Is that right? The Covington, Covington. Covingtons. They go to the Covingtons, uh, Joker and Andrea. And I did like when they open the door and, it, you know, it's Joker and this giant demon Grim Reaper looking <laughs> thing. And he's like, your angel of death away. Oh, no, that's not my line. I'm sorry. Like, I, th- I kind of chuckled at that one. The dialogue like, there I thought was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're at this house and a Assuming that that is what Joker whispered to Andrea two issues ago that got her to leave and not kill him. So they're there for a reason and there's a a young boy there and they're questioning the family about their older son who went missing as an infant and Andrea claims to be the mother of this boy's brother and boy that's confusing. Like I'm reading it right now that Andrea stole the baby out of uh, the <laughs> the infant ward at the hospital, right? That's like, what it sounded that like. That could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm... That's kind of crazy. I, I'm not sure. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I just, I, I was just, when I reread it the second time, I'm like, okay, so what we know about the Phantasm from the movie and then these issues, basically, like where would her motivation for stealing a child come from? Like, there's nothing in her background that that makes us think that she wants a kid and a family and all that, unless she... Yeah. I'm, wondering, wondering, I'm wondering if she gave up the kid and then tried to get him back later or something. I don't know. That yeah. could make sense. Yeah, that'd be fair. I Yeah. So I, I'm definitely interested to oh, see oh, yeah. where that is headed. I uh well it's almost like we needed a little bit of actual Andrea storyline to understand yeah. and also give a crap but you know <laughs> no one's been saying that for the last 10 months uh, Ooh, god we all you saw her face. Your... You, you saw her you saw her face Ben yeah she looked lovely until she starts getting choked which I didn't even know it was christmas lights because that's how like uninvested and confused I was that I literally thought it was a necklace. I thought it was Martha's pearls back for vengeance. I don't know. <laughs> right. But they, I mean, it was like, it, it wasn't even like your ornamental lights. It was just like white blue lights. Mm-hmm. Not even like if they made them like the, 
you know, the traditional like red, green, yellow. Yeah, the tear yeah. That would have been yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That would have been, yeah, that would have been better, I think. There was an ad in here. Did you guys see that ad in the middle centerfold? I don't look at the with ads. With old Selena? Yeah, with a, oh, I a did look four at that part, one. <laughs> four part Selena story coming out. It might be interesting to check out. I don't know. Yeah, I Who think. Who is that by? Uh... Cliff Chang. Hmm. So I wonder if they're uh, just doing old Selena stuff now. Like if they're making her, if they're making that a thing based off of this stuff. Probably talk about that early on, like when when um, when Dick or somebody is interviewing like all the past villains. Then we talk about how it'd be kind of fun to do like an old man or an old such and such storyline where we get to revisit Mm -hmm. all these characters. So I guess you know, yeah, that that seems like what we're gonna get. We're gonna get to play in that world a little bit more. So. Well, that's I'd be fine with that. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, when something's made up, up, other people and put them in trees. Selena is <laughs> definitely the standout character <laughs> in the series so far. So you know, pitching another series on her, I think, is you know, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Like she's what's selling right. this book right now. I think. I mean, you could do a series on Andrea, but nobody would read that, I guess. Nope. <laughs> Andrea takes Not a summer anymore. holiday. But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. So, and on <laughs> that note, I would like to say that this is the last issue of this run that's getting my money. So just uh, let me know which one of you I can pick up the book for so I can continue uh, these episodes. So I just, I don't like the art change. I don't like that they gave my girl no respect. She gets choked to death with these lights. It wasn't even, like, well done to me. So this is my official I am over this book. But I enjoyed the first six more than the last two. Okay. So All right. Stay, That's fair. Stay tuned. Uh, I'm, I'm not as into it as I was. The art, I'm not as huge a fan of. I am, I still want to see how the storylines play out. I'm hoping that there's, it becomes a little clearer. They've got a, it's very muddy and there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. So hopefully Tom, you have some good thoughts on how you're cleaning this up because it needs, it needs a lot in what do we have? Like four issues left. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll still pick them up because I, you know, at this point I'm invested, so I may as well keep going and see how it ends up. But um, I'm still enjoying it. Is it as cohesive as it should be yet? No. I think at eight issues in, we should have a little bit less confusion and a little more like getting to that, you know, that climactical point where the story should start kind of coming together better. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree with both of you. Um, I'm a, it's uh, I'm gonna finish out the series. I'm gonna you know get all 12 with the uh, as long as Claymon keeps doing the covers. I'm gonna get his cover because I think I think his art uh, when the story started just kind of solidified in my head of this is what this is gonna be. And mm-hmm. I think Tom King's complex story that he's trying to tell requires a complex but a clear art style and I don't I'm not on board with Liam Sharp's art 
for this story right now. I think he's a fine artist, but I just don't think it matches and the switch has thrown me. So it's going to probably take me until the end to be like, well, you know, I Mm. hope, I hope he gets that big bang moment. Like I think there was every issue we were talking about how we loved this panel or we love this splash page. And I've lost that. I haven't loved a single page. I've loved pieces of the story, but I haven't been like, wow, I just want to look at this. And that's part mm-hmm. of what comics yeah. is for me is absorbing the story and the art at the same time. But if one is way stronger than the other, it 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 teeters that scale for me uncomfortably. And that's where I'm at right mm-hmm. now with the story. So You know what I hope happens? I really hope that issue twelve, Jake, the last issue of this, Claymon does not do a cover. So you're gonna have eleven Clayman <laughs> covers. And then Liam Sharp has the last cover. That's what I hope, because that's how I feel oh. about this book right now. <laughs> well, Man, hopefully what happens hard. for that one, it'll be like a dream sequence cover done by Jim Lee, where it's Andre in a sun hat, but it's only a, a one in 200, and I'll get the one that our comic shop has, and I'll just wave it in front of your face the whole time. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I see that happening. All right. Fair. Well, what's next, Jake? Uh, So we are reading uh, Underworld Unleashed. Uh, We both picked, or Aaron and I have it in trade, which is going to be the, is it three or four issue series plus all of the titled uh, tie-in issues. Uh, so it's about yeah. They're all kind of interspersed interspersed in that trade. So it's not mm-hmm. like one, two, three, and then tie-in issues. They're all kind of interspersed. Yeah. Hmm. So um, what you're saying is I can't just read one, two, and three. <laughs> That's well, what I was planning well, on doing. <laughs> as a preview of next week, you probably should just read one, two, and three. But we're reading the whole trade. Mm. So okay. Um, Aaron, what did we learn this episode? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, gentlemen, yeah, the artwork is anything but sharp, Liam. <laughs> I feel bad. Watch Liam be the one artist that listens to our podcast. <laughs> uh, well, then he knows what he needs to work on. <laughs> Just crying at home. Oh, sorry, Liam. All right, for the Brotherhood of Batman, I am Ben, your sunshine into Gotham, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'll clean us up. Thanks for tuning in. And what the fuck is figgy pudding? <laughs> Bring me something recording. Bring me something recording. And I'm Jake. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. (laughs) No, that's it. I'm signed off. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Hopes of Betty's plans this city's ways. I am the night.